Have you ever had others question whether your product service um, or you will deliver what you say you're going to deliver and they really start to doubt it? And whether they say it or maybe they just turn around and walk out of your store, don't sign an agreement with you, decide to go with someone else. Maybe they're inferring it. And I guess the question would be, why? Why would they say that? Well, we're going to discuss our topic of the week is stop lying. And today we're going to dive into why would others say that or think that? All that and more on episode 857 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, Tom, good morning. Morning, Bob. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Doing well. Good, good. Happy uh, Thursday, right? Thursday. <laughs> yes, all day. All day it'll be Thursday. And half the night. Right? I guess. Isn't the Six night, to midnight, half the night. Isn't the night part of today and the morning part of tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bog my mind down with that today for a variety of reasons. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's kick this off then. I guess no other place to go. Uh, so welcome to today's antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Each a week, Bob and I choose a topic, or like this week, somebody else chooses it for us, and we dive into it. And every weekday, we have a conversation around that topic. Today, as I mentioned in the opening, we are discussing stop lying. Maybe you tell yourself that, or maybe someone else shares that with you. And I guess the question is, why? Why would others say that to you? Fascinating topic to consider. So as we go through that conversation, we welcome your thoughts, ideas, comments, because we know that it'll add value to the show and might take things in a very different direction than we might have expected. And uh, we welcome that. If you happen to be listening to the podcast, we know you can't share yet. You can go to our Facebook group. Or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, where you can go and share your comments as well. At the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. <clears throat> that thing that we hope will help you figure out when you might be stuck, overwhelmed, frustrated, uncertain, lacking confidence, how to take that next step along your own unique pathway to the success that you desire, or at least to just make sure you keep moving forward which uh, many times is the most valuable step that you can take. Um, and of course, if you have a one thing you'd like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments because um, we know that when you share it, someone else might actually hear it for the first time because of the way you share it, the perspective you share it with, or some little piece of knowledge that you share as a part of it, even though others have tried to tell them that for a long time. So before though, we get into that conversation, Bob and I each start the morning with our celebrations. So what are you celebrating today, Bob? 
I'm celebrating the fact that the Renegade Success Network had one of its weekly check-in checkups. We have a meeting every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time where members of that group can come together and we do a very simple process talking about what they're celebrating, what they're working on, what we might be able to help them with. And yesterday we had a very, um, I guess the best word is intimate discussion with one of the members who was going through some real, real work struggles and, uh, uh, really, it was one of those times where a community, it was a small group this week, but it was a community that really came around to support someone. And I don't know if that support hit would have been available otherwise. And it's it's a group of people that's been getting together, what, most of those people for over a year, I think. Yes, and so yes. really coming together and really sensing, and it was funny because it was like, you seem a little off. And that led to the discussion and it was, uh, can I ask you a question? Not me. It was someone. It was someone else in the group. Can I ask you a question? And what about this? And what about this? And it was really, it was really something special to to watch business people put aside their own concerns to help a person in a difficult situation. And I don't know that as business people we can do that so easily and so often. It's hard to do it in a networking event. It's hard to do at a you know, one-on-one -on -one where you're trying to explain your business, but here's this group that you and I have put together and these people are close enough to each other that they sense when things might be off and they're willing to have, one, to ask the question, the hard questions, and two, to really like live in the answers, which is, that's something. You know, I was I was honored to be in the room yesterday and I was facilitating it. And was just, I just kept thinking in my head, like, this is amazing to just be at this place where you can solve, that you can help people in that way. So I celebrate the people in that room yesterday. You know who you are. And uh, I appreciate that I was able to be in that room with them, honestly. That's great. And it's not an exclusive room. No, it's not. If other people feel like that's something that might be value of, of value to them, a weekly check-in, those members also get the opportunity to do one-on-one -on -one conversations with Bob and I. We like to call them laser solution sessions and help people figure out sometimes as a group or sometimes individually how to take whatever the next step is when they might feel like things are sort of out of control a little chaos is going on we try to help them find some confidence so if that's something that you think might be of value to you your business or someone you know uh, please feel free to have them reach out to us or they can just go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com and learn more about the Renegade Success Network. I'll even put it in the chat today, Tom. I'm feeling perky, so I'll put it in the chat. Wow, look at you. Cool. Well, I'm sorry that I missed it. I, I was sorry about it too. I I, I uh, almost texted you at one point, like, "Hey, you got you got to see this. This is uh, something." But I think it would probably affected the flow. Yeah, no doubt. And you and I usually take turns doing it. Correct. Because one or the other of us said, you know, too much of us is too much. If you want too much of us, you got this outlet. The benefit is for those people in that group, they can get either of us. And for those that, of us who right. watch the show, know that we have uh, similar beliefs. And uh, yet we usually come at things with a little different approach. I think you've probably noticed that a few, especially if you watched. Although they would tell you, I think that we're more similar than we realize. I would agree. I think it's just the the approach that we take is, I mean, the approach is the same, and then we both like to ask a lot of questions. It's just that in, that we are different. 
we're unique. So obviously that our approach is going to be a little unique. Uh, so again, please feel free to reach out if that's something you think might be of value. Excellent. What are you, what are you celebrating? I today am celebrating that uh, this is the first time since I've been assigning tournaments that I've had competing tournaments that I've had to assign. Last weekend, my organization had two tournaments. Someone else was doing the assigning for it, um, and I was only doing the one. Assigning, just for those who don't know, because we we talk in a shorthand. Yes. They have a schedule of games. Yes. And these are for teenage kids, right? Correct. Club teams and that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Girls, lacrosse. Yes. And you're assigning the officials that will work each game. So there could be 10, 12 games stacked back to back to back, and there might be 10 fields. So it could be 100 games at a location at a time, right? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I think we have uh, 30, maybe not quite 30 fields at one event, and I think 12 at the other. So, Okay, okay. So, so 12 and what, 10 games per field? Usually twelve blocks of time. Okay, so so you're talking assigning close to what seven hundred games? I don't know. Probably I haven't done the math. Probably something like that. And they've got to run efficiently, and you can't have gaps. And correct. And you're dealing with people who have lives. Your officials, yeah. so they might say, "I can work from ten to three, but I can't work nine, and I can't work four. And you've got games to cover, so it is complicated. There's some complexity to it. There's no doubt. Okay, I'm just because you talk about it in a shorthand, and it occurs to me that someone's like, "What is he talking about?" It's fair. Thank you. Okay, We're so doing. go on. So, um, yesterday, you know, in typically during the week, it's a, there's a little bit of like, "Oh my gosh, how are we ever going to get this covered?" A little of that. And yesterday sort of got to a point where I was feeling different about it. I was feeling like, "Okay, we're in decent shape." One starts tomorrow night, and the other one starts Saturday. So uh, uh, it's it's in a better spot. So that was nice to kind of last night have that little pause of like, okay, everything will work. Everything it will find a way to work out. So. In the past, you would have been stressing on Wednesdays typically. Sometimes yeah, I can remember some Wednesdays where you were a little yeah. frantic. Well, I think you know you get to that point where where am I going to find people? And then I tend to go. I've learned to go back to. Okay, what's the next step? You can sit there and worry about it, or you can take the next step. And and I think sometimes that's uh, the benefit of being of having been able to look back and and actually learn from other things that I've done, other events that I've done, and try to leverage that going forward. Okay, nice. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Well, I I feel different about it. It doesn't mean that it is uh, that things can't happen, right? Time can change things and things, many things are out of our control. So many things out of our control. Correct. So let's talk about the topic. Sure. And as you were doing the introduction, I wasn't really sure where you were going with it. And that kind of caused me to think about it in regards to stop lying. Are we lying to our potential client or customer is one side of this. Why, why would others say that? Why would someone hear me describing what I do and go, well, that's not what he does at all. That, that's not true. Or is it the lie that the person that we're actually trying to sell to is thinking there's no way they can do that? I think it could be both. I, I, I agree. Absolutely. And I think recognizing which of that it is. And there's a third one. 
Am I lying to myself? And why? Can you find officials for X number of games in the same weekend? You could, I think there were probably moments where you're like, okay, three months ago going, yeah, this is, I don't know if I can pull this off. This is a pretty big order. So you could have potentially been lying to yourself. So I think we have three, three potential stop lying scenarios playing out here. I think the one that interests me the most is if I'm lying to myself as the seller, I think on some level, the customer recognizes that. I think the way I say things, the way I the way I present things, I'm giving very subtle body language clues that cause someone to be uncomfortable. Or, frankly, I haven't really helped them understand how well I understand their situation. You know, I look at I look at um, my ability to sell my coaching work and what we do. I've gotten a lot better at it in the last four or five months. And I think it's because I've gotten much more clear about what that looks like and where it plugs in because I have more examples. You know, think of the think of the person who's got their first um, product. Hey, here's a here's a uh, remote. Selling this remote is going to help you control your TV. Okay, great. That's what you said at the beginning. But after about six months and you talk to a lot of people like, do you know this thing does reverse? And it goes right to Netflix. I mean, like, boom, I hit the on button right to Netflix, my account, and I'm on Netflix in like 28 seconds. It used to be I'd have to go to this and that. I remember when I had to connect it to my Wii and all these things. So knowing those nuances, even being able to say something like connecting to Wii, there's someone who's watching this and going, oh, my God, I remember those days. That's helping them understand that you haven't just come out with, hey, here's the remote, but you actually understand the issue. Hey, your issue is you want to be able to sit down, press a couple of buttons and watch whatever you want to watch. I've got the device for you. Now, if we come out and say that, hi, I'm Bob Graham, and uh, I've got a remote control that will get you onto uh, any program you want in three seconds or less. First of all, someone's going to say, okay, three seconds, really, dude? I I've got a really good TV. That's just not likely. And so, it, and if someone says, well, actually, I've tried it. It's about 12 seconds. But I'm saying three, someone's going up. Oh, where's that nine seconds? And I think you hear people do that. I, I, the, the best example I can give is when people go to a networking event and there are four insurance brokers. And the first one says, hi, we do life and health and property casualty insurance. Next one says, we do life and health and property casualty insurance. And... We have the best customer service. Always the second one. Third one. Hi, yeah, we do life and health and property casualty insurance. And we're represented by state. We represent State Farm and all state, all those big brands, even though the other two did, did that. Well. And the fourth one goes, and I feel like the fourth one should just say, the three have already told you what I do. I do it also. So if you're tired of them or you want to just check out another option, give me a call. But the fourth one comes up with some other nuance, nuance, and often it's, you know, our lead customer service person has been with our company for 27 years. So, and they're not talking about what they do. And I think that's where we start to get that whole idea of being lied to. And I think as consumers, we're very, very clear that most a lot of what we get told is a lie. You know, I, I, th I think TV did it to us. Some of the advertising on TV, this, 
buy this thing, it'll do great stuff. You buy it, comes in the mail, comes in Amazon, and it doesn't do great stuff. And I think there are times when we let that permeate every sales experience that we have. I mean, I'm cautious. If so, if someone tells me they can do this, this, and this, I'm like, well, what's the guarantee? Well, the guarantee is this. And well, that's the so then that's you. You're basically telling them stop lying. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and and more. What are testimonials? Hopefully, testimonials are someone saying this is what they said they were going to do, and this is how it worked for me. Right. That's why testimonials are so incredibly valuable. That's why Google reviews are valuable. Right. If you believe them. If if you believe them, correct. Because there are times when others have gone in and faked reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, is that lying? Who knows? I think the thing is that it's it's a mindset we get in is that it can't be true. Mm -hmm. And yet, I think that there's a faith and trust we have we put into others. And you know, it's like your card example the other day, magic trick was they said you could do magic with these cards and you for however many years now have believed they lied to you you'll be in you'll be a magician the minute you open this box that i remembered it yesterday i was thinking about something else that popped into my head i remember that's what the ad was you'll be a magician the minute you open the box okay what's the definition what's your definition of magician and what's their definition of magician yeah. My definition was it was going to do a trick. Their definition clearly was that I was able to open the box. And if I had spent probably three hours going through the instructions and playing with sleight of hand, I probably could have done the trick. The cards were, I'm sure the cards were perfectly fine. But again, I was a little kid. So your perspective and your knowledge was different. However, I would almost guarantee that that experience affects how I look at some situations now. No doubt. And I'm sure everyone who's watching or listening to this has had an experience where they bought something and it didn't live up to their expectations. Uh, oh, ooh, interesting. I went there. I knew, I knew <laughs> I was going there. I mean, that's part of it, right? Is it, is it, um, is it the expectations that we set? that what causes us to consider something different. You heard what someone said. You decided for yourself that, wow, this would be really cool. I'd love to do this. Wouldn't it be great to me and Benchishin be able to do magic? And so, okay, I'll buy this. And your expectation was, as soon as I open the box, it's, there's going to magic is going to happen. And they could believe that yeah as soon as you open the box you start to unravel the mystery of magic and all that it brings so when you're not on the same page and everyone has different expectations i think often that's what leads to people believing that someone else is lying and and right so you, what you're really saying is the marriage between what the seller is saying can happen and what the buyer is expecting to happen, when those two align, you have a good sales situation. Or when the seller says X is going to happen and the buyer has even more happen than what X is. Well, and I think it goes, I think it goes back to what you're saying before, is it's what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, you know, if you go to a car dealership 
and you feel like they're always lying to you about, well, let me go in and talk to, you know, the old style of, let me go talk with the, with the general manager and see if I can, I don't know, it's going to be tough. He's having a rough day. Let me see if I can get him to uh, go down on the price a little bit. And you're going to believe that. And then you start hearing about what, what really happens is they walk back and be like, okay, we got another one here today. We were going to go lower. And if we give them just a little bit, maybe they'll jump in. And then you start to be wary that everyone is just lying to you, that they're not really going back and having this conversation. I actually got windows sold to me that way about three months ago. Guy came out talking to me and the general manager was out in the car waiting because they'd come from another meeting together. And after about 20 minutes of talking about going through, he says, um, okay, here's what the price would be. I'm like, oh, that seems a little high. And he said, wait, you're lucky. I have the general manager out in the car. Let me get him in. And he came in, no lie, came in, looked looked around the condo for about maybe 20 seconds and said, all right, so talk to me about the numbers here. What are we looking at? So the guy walks through numbers. He's like, hey, it's Friday, 4 p.m. Let's cut to the chase. This is the number we're going to give you. And it dropped like, I don't know, 13,000 off of it because I was a returning customer. And because, you know, I, I don't want to haggle on a Friday night and all these things. And what was interesting to me was as they were going through this process that clearly they had polished, it led me to question more and more whether I was making a good decision to go with them. So it had the complete opposite effect. Because it's like, well, uh, I'm sorry, if, if the windows are 23,000, you can drop it to nine like that. And then you get the general manager and you can drop it to 8,900 with 18 months, same financing, you know, no, no cash out on good stuff. It's like, okay, what's the real price of the windows? And I said to a guy, I said to the general manager, you know, I, I do some business coaching. I kind of know a little bit about business. What's your cost on these windows? What's your out of pocket on this thing? What's your break even? He's like, what? I said, I'm just curious. He's like, well, we have to have a deal first. So we haggled a little more. I agreed to the price. And then I said, so what, what's it look like? He's got about 50% margin on this thing, which is fairly common. But that tells you how much of a divide between the original price, if I was a new customer, to that final price. Which is really where you, if you were less experienced. Because they, I'm sure they've had people who'd be like, oh, wow, okay, that sounds like a good deal. Because, because there was, you know, always a draft or, you know, the water would seek through this one window and, and, you know, it was spring and, or winter was coming and. Well, I've yeah. seen this company advertise and people mention its name. And I just need to get it done. Right. Sometimes people pay that price. Uh, and so I think that comes the question of what you know, what it is. So, I mean, it's, it's your own experience that helps you determine, I guess, what's going on in the situation. Now, do you think they were lying to you? I don't think they were lying. I think they were just managing the information. Uh, is that different? Uh, well, I think so. Okay. You know, I think if I had said, oh, 22,000, that's a great deal. You know, caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware. 
I'd done my homework. I had a good sense of what the, they were going to cost because I'd been, been to Home Depot and I knew what it would cost to just buy them and do it myself. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting the cost of these windows to be the cost I find at Home Depot minus labor. You know, I, I, I knew what labor would look like and I knew what, you know, you have to have a little profit. You know, I think sometimes people want the price to be lower than it's reasonable because like, well, I, I don't want to compensate you for all the years that you've taken to figure something out. It's the pipe fitter story, right? Guy yeah. retires, they need, they need him to come solve it. Since the, he goes in, spends five minutes, turns one knob or one bolt, done, everything works, sends milk for $10,000 and they flip out because he charged them $10,000. Except he had all the experience that made him able to go in and solve it in five minutes. And I think sometimes as a buyer, we don't recognize that. We don't recognize that there's a a cost to, that there's a cost of business and that businesses have to be profitable. We want this great deal. Like I remember way back when they were doing the first cars where, where you could see on online what the price of the car was. They broke it all down. I was going to buy a Toyota. I went to their own website, buyatoyota.com, ran the numbers, got it, went into the dealer and said, I'd like to buy a car. Here's, here's what your cost is. I'm willing to go as high as 3% for your profit on this after the cost. Guys, like, where did you get these numbers? I said, from your website. I said, that's not on our website. And I literally, this was probably 2005, 2006. I literally showed him on their website, on his com desktop computer in the dealership, those numbers and mapped it out for him. I said, this is what I did. He's like, well, these aren't the real numbers. You're going to have to live with it because I'm happy to go to the next door. And he couldn't deal with it. So I went to the next door and I said, look, here's the deal. And they said, oh, well, what, what was the percentage you were telling them? Three. Tell you what, we'll give it to you for 2% for coming over to our dealership. So I had the data. And if you go to what? Saturn used to do this. The no haggle deal, right? And people would buy Saturns because like I'm going in, I'm paying the price. And think of what that says about us, how we've shifted from going from the haggle world of car dealerships to the no haggle world. And it's, it's interesting to me that we've gotten to a place where we're so cautious about it. That's like, we want to see those numbers. Give me that breakdown and Amazon and other things, you know, Walmart and other places give us the ability to very quickly compare pricing. Sure. I've been looking at vacuum cleaners. I've looked at 80 different vacuum cleaners. You could you could spend $800, you could spend $53. As you start to see the nuances about, you know, turbo this and that, and then you start to go, well, okay, wow, $169 for this one actually sounds reasonable because it does these things that are important to me. Picks up cat, cat hair. Like if you said to me, I've got the vacuum for you, Bob, it picks up cat hair, that's the driver. I don't care how big the tank is. I don't care how long the cord is. I don't care that the cord's retractable. If one of those ads says picks up cat hair, I'm all eyes to it. Did you that do a Google search that says vacuum cleaners that pick up cat hair? I, I have not yet. I want to try that. Well, I had one recommended to me and I tried it. It was pretty nice. Okay. So I, I'm just doing my due diligence. And now we can do that, right? There would have been a time where if someone recommended vacuum, you just go and buy that vacuum. Now there's so much information, which I think is paralyzing in its own respect. 
Well, sure, because I think you start to question: Is this if this is if this is out there? Maybe it's out there somewhere else. Ten percent less. Correct. Or they have free shipping, or they can deliver it in two days, not ten. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that 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 influences how we look at what others say, and I think, you know, it's it's helpful information for the buyer. So now, hmm, maybe there are some other options out there. I think it's also helpful information for the seller to realize that people have options, and people have more knowledge, experience, and perspective now or maybe just different than what they used to have i think it can be hard for the buyer though because there's so much information and sometimes and i think this is where the seller has the opportunity is to really help clarify to the buyer what matters to them so if i'd gone to a vacuum website and they had a five question survey Rate these things. What's most important? Or what do you have in your house that, that is the, the issue? I have cat hair. If they'd ranked based on cat hair, here are the five vacuums that you should consider. That would really orient me and get me. And I think we're doing more and more of that in sales. Well, I think I think effective salespeople mm-hmm. are. I think it's funny. I used, I, uh, at one point, I did some mystery shopping. Have you ever done that? You were doing, were you doing this during COVID? No, 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 no. No, that was uh, Instacart shopping. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mystery shopping. I've never done it. I've I've seen the results of it though. And I've cursed the mystery shoppers from time to time for companies. Well, it's, it's, you know, you just go in and you provide your thoughts on his, you act like you're a buyer. I got a chance to test drive a BMW. So that was kind of fun once. Um, and yet it was fascinating the more I did it, like I did a couple of car, just, you know, fascinating research, a uh, couple of car dealerships. And it was interesting to me, the approach that salespeople would take. And some would ask a lot of questions, like, what kind of driving do you do? What are the things that are important to you? What are you looking for? What? And others would be just like, well, let me tell you about this model. And I just found that a fascinating correlation to the networking world of the people who are trying to understand your situation mm-hmm. and those who think they have the perfect solution for your whatever it is you have. So they just tell you all about it. And, and I think that, um, for one, we don't know in some regards, right? Because they're just telling us, and we have to be like, okay, is he telling me the truth or not? In some ways, the other one, even if I ask questions, uh, even if they ask me questions, I I have to trust that they're processing the information that I provide to provide them with a solution that still could be the same thing as the uh, as the other seller. I just feel different about it because I feel like they've listened to me rather than just tell me, well, this is what you need, right? You're a right. you're a young person and you need a truck because you came to a truck store or, or dealership. So must be you, you know, you make assumptions and then you try to tell them what they need rather than as an opportunity to sort of discover what is it they're looking for. And I think sometimes when we take the approach of discovering, there's a little more trust that goes into that. And I think you have less and less people who are saying, you know, I think you're lying to me or stop lying. 
Well, and as you get to know your potential customer more, you're also possibly saying to them, well, this doesn't do that. Yes. I, I can give you this solution, but this solution does not have that thing. Or I know someone who could solve that for you. And maybe after you get that solved, you can call me or maybe never call me. But really, it's, you know, I think you and I both believe in the idea of helping a person solve a problem. Sure. Whether it's you or me or someone else. And if it's not us, hopefully the people that we refer someone to will refer someone back to us when it's more appropriate. Because as you get to know people, and I think as people get to know what I do and refer people to me, it encourages me to refer people back to them. Sure. Because you feel like that person isn't lying to me. And I think to the customer, it's a good thing when they hear you say, you know, hey, I, I understand your problem. I totally get it. I don't do that. But my friend Tom deals with that. Like if someone came to me and said, hey, I've got a nonprofit. And I really I'm trying to figure out some of these issues. My first words would be, OK, what are they talk to? OK, I got this guy. He's like the guru of nonprofits. You've got to talk to Tom. And I think that alleviates a lot of that stress that people have over, it well, can. you know. It can. There's no it doubt. Can. Not always, but it can. Well, and I think the thing, too, is, is that I think everyone thinks they can solve their problems. Someone else can solve their problems. Really, they're their problems that they have to figure out how to solve. And I think part of it is they don't always see the problem. They see the, the broader issues they see the things that they want to do or accomplish or eliminate yet they don't see what's the underlying issues that are a part of it you know i'm was working with someone and i'm working with someone now and and they an organization nonprofit and i don't think they realize what they truly do or what the their strengths are um i think they feel like the outcomes or, you know, they feel like what they what they do is their strength. In reality, it's a system I think that they have created that is not only their strength and it's their challenge. And I think for them to start to see that uh, and now they can then start to address, OK, based on that, what do we do next? And I think that's many times the challenge is for people who are coming to us and who, you know, aren't quite certain what they think they're going to get. And so if, I, if we say to them, well, you know, it, it's not what you think it is. There's something else. They'd be like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I trust that. Uh, until, and when you're overwhelmed, it's even harder. And when you're overwhelmed, it's you, even harder. You know, when, when you've fixated on the problem you think it is or the thing you can't do, it's awfully hard to effectively evaluate options to move out of it. Sure. I certainly have seen that happen to me. I've seen it happen to other people. I think that's one of the things you and I do when we're working with people is really, okay, let's break this down. Yeah. What's yeah, really going on here? And what's the, how do you try to resolve it? I mean, you do that with me all the time. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. You, you said this thing. Is that really what the issue is here? Or could it be this? Or might it be something else? And I think that's the clarity that we need as the buyer, and I think effective sellers will often help us to make those that situation clear. Well, because I think that then, then it's not a matter of me telling you this is the problem. So I could be lying, quote unquote lying, 
Right. It's you identify. It's the seller identifying. Yeah, that that is truly it. And hmm, they were able to figure this out. I have a feeling they might be able to help. Right. So I've got my one thing. Let's have it. I'm going to go back to the game. There are three ways that we can lie. We can lie to ourselves as a seller. We can lie to ourselves uh, as the buyer in terms of is this is this possible or not, or it sounds too good to be true. And I think we also can be um, influenced by other people telling us that's impossible. So this is, a, the, the lying is not as simple as just, okay. You don't think it's, there's a fourth one? I'm, I was trying to understand. Isn't go ahead, the what's one? the fourth one? Well, do you remember, you remember Amway? I do. They're still around. I know. And I think people always thought it was a scam. And so they well, there goes that sponsorship with Amway. <laughs> no, well, no, I think that you know they would say, um, yeah, well, that's too good to be true, or any organization would say that's too good to be true. Yet there are actually people who have benefited from whatever those things that everybody else sure. says is too good to be true. And when you're one of those who believe it's too good to be true, you would say to the salesperson, Stop lying. That's not really true. That can't happen. I think that's different than your three, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. What's your one thing? My one thing is that, uh, you know, why would others say that is because they have different knowledge, experience, and perspective. And they, based on what has happened in the past, I bought cards. I was told I would open the box and there would be magic. And In the car? <laughs> you got a car out of the box? Wow. Cards. Oh, they were separate examples. Okay. The cards. Your magic cards. You oh, I thought you said car. Sorry, because yeah. we were talking about cars. The cards. I like your oh, example you. of the magic. Yes, I'm back. Cards. I'm back. I, I, I Welcome to the program, Bob. Really <laughs> nice to have you. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think for us to remember that we all have a different perspective on it, on what our expectations are. And I think one of the, again... As I think I've said before on the show, the expectations can uh, cause us to um, put ourselves in situations that can be challenging, where we think that someone is lying to us or has lied to us, rather than understanding that perspectives, definitions can be different for different people because we're unique. And so just because you see it as not meeting expectations doesn't necessarily mean that others don't. And so we may want to consider that before we would say, stop lying. And as you were talking, I, I gave a quick scan of my email. I got an email this morning from a company and the subject is, this is great, gorgeous nonstick cookware that will impress any date. Think about that. <laughs> First of all, it's fascinating to me they got sent to me. That's one piece of the puzzle. Okay. The second piece of the puzzle is we'll impress any date. How can they know that? Maybe they were talking about dates. You know, the, the fruit. <laughs> the fruit? <laughs> okay. Hard to tell. Well, I mean, so... So you clearly think they're lying. 
I'm not saying they're lying or not lying. I've actually bought products from this company and they've been exactly what they said. But that's why they're that's why they're sending it to you. I think it's interesting though that it's will impress any date because that's a pretty bold statement. This is cookware that's uh, a certain made of a certain metal, and I would think there are people that only want ceramic cookware, only use glass, or you know, don't use cookware at all for whatever reason, environmental reasons. So impressing any date seems extreme. Now, in fairness to them, if their job of the subject line was to get someone to pay attention, I paid two and a half, three minutes of attention and told a number of people about it. And I haven't said what company, but. Might help our opportunity to get a sponsorship from them if you, if you. All right, Gotham Steel Specials. Okay, Gotham Steel Specials. There you go. Bob was impressed with your subject line. I also Shared got it. a uh, in, indoor um, electric grill that I cooked. It's like cooking on an outdoor grill. Great for the condo dweller in me. It's like cooking in outdoor. It's a, it's grapes. It's heated grapes, and you get like the black stripes, and it tastes like you cooked it on a outdoor grill. Hmm. Interesting. Next week, There's you can ask plug. someone about their experience with it. They, Make sure they you come back tomorrow where Bob will share the latest and greatest thing from Gotham. What is it? Gotham Steel Specials. Gotham Steel Specials. I think I need to remember the name would help be helpful as we possibly get a title. Each day, not only will your <laughs> antidote be about whatever our topic is, we'll provide you an antidote in the kitchen. That's Today. what we do. We get, we get a sponsor for the antidote. Today's antidote is brought to you by X Company. Oh, this is potential. Yes, indeed. All right. It really does. Thanks so much for being with us today, everyone. Um, We appreciate your participation. If you're listening to the podcast and there is no place for you to share your thoughts and ideas and you're frustrated around that or struggling or can't understand (laughs) why Bob has more about my uh, cookware issues. (laughs) Or if you want to find out what the latest and greatest cookware are, please come back tomorrow. Uh, We won't be posting that inside of our Facebook group, though, if you want to share your thoughts and ideas. Please come to our Facebook group, Sculpt Your Business, from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. Uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that, share your value. And while you're there, I'm sure you will gain some value as well. Um, so we look forward to seeing you inside of that Facebook group, or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time, for our next episode of Today's Amazon. Hey, whatever you do, embrace the renegading you. It is so, so worth it. I wonder if people think you're lying about that. Try it. Like Mikey? If you you embrace renegating you and you don't think that it works for you, let me know. I'll send you a copy of my book, The Renegade Way. Did you send your book to Missy? Oh, shoot. No, and I don't know if I can capture the... Did I get the address? You have the address. And she gave me permission to give it to you. So, okay. So, then I think the ball's in your court on that I one. Think so. All right. Okay. So, I'll take blame for that. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. Go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon. 
sculpt your business from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. That's right. I've got my radio voice on now. We're talking a real opportunity here for you to help your business or help your leadership in the ways that most people can't even imagine. I know it sounds too good to be true, but let me tell you, on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, wait, that's monster trucks. Never mind. If you're trying to build your business, this is the way you can do it. Find out more at renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Sculpt your business from chaos and confusion to confidence and control will change your business. No lie there. Maybe your life. Who knows? But I use my radio voice. Does that matter? It does. Is it really effective, do you think? The radio voice, everything's true with the radio voice. Fair enough. 